Hi, welcome to another Power Blast podcast. So are you a fan of Disney? Thinking about, or maybe you've traveled to Walt Disney World? You're going to love the tips that we're going to share on this episode today. We're going to talk about things like um, how to eat healthy and maybe even stay fit while you're visiting the happiest place on earth. I've got two special guests that have some really great insider secrets, and I can't wait for them to share it with you. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, Perry Tinsley here, creator of the Power Blast podcast, the power of possibility, passion, and purpose. And I'm so excited to have two of my really great friends on the show today, Rob and Carrie Stewart. These two, they are travel TV hosts, authors, and travel agents. Uh, and they actually host a really cool podcast called Disney Travel Secrets. Look that one up and get it on your podcast app. ASAP. They specialize in Disney travel and creating magical vacations. And they're based in St. Petersburg, Florida, which gives them the opportunity to visit the Disney World travel uh, the Disney World parks quite frequently. And when they do go, they usually stay 3 to 7 days so that they're in the know and always know when things, you know, because things are always changing down there, so they tell me. I've, I've been able to follow some of the, the great things they've been able to share. So I asked these two to come on and maybe share some of the things that, you know, if you're, you're uh, wanting to stay kind of healthy and fit and just, you know, wanting to stay on track with that or at least a little bit better, what are some options when you're visiting uh, Disney World and, and some of the parks that are down there? And what are what are some of the things you know maybe uh, healthy food options? What are some ways you know some really cool uh, restaurants or what are some cool places that you can go and work out and exercise or what are some events that they have down there? So I can't wait for them to share all these great nuggets and they even share some really cool things about some some ways to treat yourself when you're visiting Walt Disney World. Hey everyone. As you can see, I've got two awesome people on the on the show. I kind of gave a little bit of an introduction. Rob and Carrie Stewart, welcome to Power Blast Podcast. So glad to have you guys on here. Thanks for having us. Yay! Okay, so they're they're down in Tampa, Florida, and uh, hopefully it's warmer there than it is here. I mean, it's we're... been cold today. <laughs> it's in the fifties. So okay, that's, well, it's chilly for us. That's 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 kind of a bite there. But uh, anyway, I. I was just brainstorming um, because I know you two, you, you make magical, you know, vacations magical for people. You're, you're kind of Disney experts. And it got me thinking, you know, every once in a while you get those people that are, uh, you know, wanting to go out and take the family to Disney and, and, and do that trip. But then they're maybe training, you know, they're still in fitness training or they're, they, they, they got some great results and they're like, Oh man, I know what it's like every time I go on vacation, I just let everything go. And, you know, maybe there's some ways that, um, and some things that people can do to, um, I don't kind of stay on track. I know that's not always the Disney thing. You know, it's not always the vacation thing. You know, most people, when I went on vacation, they were kind of like, um, yeah, just let it go. Catch back up after, after it. And I'm sure that that's it, but it got me brainstorming since you to visit the park, so often, it'd be really cool to kind of just share your take on, you know, what are some ideas that if people are wanting to exercise, stay on track, do some fun things while they're at Disney having a great time with their family, what would be some of the things that you would recommend? And then we can dig in some other things that are sure. just off the top of my head. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll start it off. I mean, it's, it's like one of those obvious things. You're on vacation, you want to have a great time. But anymore, we're getting lots of requests from clients saying, you know what? 
I've been working really hard to lose weight or stay in shape and I want to stay that way and I don't want my vacation to ruin it. So do you have tips? And usually there's a couple of areas. It's where can I go work out and where can I get some good food? that isn't going to be super fattening because, you know, Disney is great about offering these crazy awesome sweets and treats and things that are over the top. And so we actually have paid attention a lot. I mean, I think when we go to Disney and we're there at least once a month for three to seven days at a time, because we'd like to experience it just like our guests do. And we probably get more exercise while we're at Disney. So Mm -hmm. the first thing to know is you're going to be doing doing a lot of walking. Yeah, it's Disney is so big. A lot of people don't realize that you know, Disney is when it's in, in Florida, there's four different parks and two water parks. You're going to do a lot of walking. And so it's not like when you're going to Disneyland where the parks are right next to each other, you know, Disneyland and, and Disney California Adventure. So the first tip I would say is make sure you have very comfortable walking shoes that you're used to, but also people don't realize again, if they haven't been here at all, they don't realize how big it is and you're going to do a lot of walking. Yeah, you're usually going to have, I would say, at least 10,000 steps minimum if you try to do nothing. Yeah. But there have been some days where we've had like 26,000 steps, 30,000 steps, and that's without I was trying. Very, I was very tired. I was very <laughs> yeah, tired. but definitely make sure you have good walking shoes and know that you are going to be doing a lot of walking and standing. So not just one pair, but maybe bring a couple of pairs. You do want to alternate them, especially like in the, in the summer, everybody's, you know, they're wearing their flip-flops or sandals, whatever. Make sure you have one, you know, more than one pair, whether it's tennis shoes or flip-flops, make sure you have at least two pair of each. Um, cause you don't want to be wearing the same thing every day. Cause that will definitely, you know, a blister can ruin a Disney vacation because it, it'll, it can hinder the way you're walking around. Yeah. I've had a few people, some friends that, uh, come back and they're like, gosh, I, uh, it was just so much walking. I mean, I, I know that you're start, you're stopping, you're walking a little bit, you're stopping, right. but that's a really good tip is just wear sensible shoes, comfortable shoes. Well, it's one of the most overlooked things as far as having comfortable shoes, but a lot of people, when they go, they want to continue to have their workout that they're doing. And they may be doing like CrossFit stuff, or maybe they go to the gym and they lift weights, or maybe they're a runner or they get, want to get a walk-in. One thing to know in advance is that there aren't a lot of gyms that are on Disney property. So if you're staying on Disney property, not every resort is going to have a gym. And so if that's important to you, that's why you want to work with a travel advisor. You know, that's one of the things if that's important to somebody. We always ask our clients when we book them, um, you know, okay, you need a gym and not mm-hmm. all gyms are created equal. As, as you know. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, you may have one where you think you have a great deal at this little property and you're saving some money and it's going to mess up your whole workout because all they have is like one set of dumbbells. Um, there are some really great gyms that are on property. Most of them are going to be at the deluxe level. So you're going to pay a little extra for that. Um, mm-hmm. We actually have one that's like a good offsite mm-hmm. if you're on a budget, but you still want to go to a great gym. And this one, this was like a hidden gem. And it's, it's still within the Disney bubble. It's on Disney property, <clears throat> Excuse me, but it's not technically, it's, it's, it's not a Disney owned property. Um, that is a uh, Spring Hill suites and town place suites at Flamingo crossings. It's on the Western edge of Disney. It's really close to animal kingdom and you can be within, you're in the Disney bubble, but you can be through the Disney arch uh, where you see Mickey and Minnie within a minute, minute and a half of leaving the, the hotel. And they have literally, and we were taking a bunch of pictures as we were touring that. And we stay there probably last year, we probably stayed there seven or eight times. 
and one of the most impressive gyms I've seen at a hotel yeah, of that size. Definitely. And the other thing too, is if you are staying at some of those value resorts, uh, they have some great running trails. If running or taking a walk is or, your Or in thing. our case, walking trails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so there, you know, they do have a lot of opportunities for you to get out and get your exercise. Um, you know, you are on vacation. It's easy to get up and just have a nice, nice run. But again, at all the resorts, you got to know which ones you're going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's good to know. And there's some tips and things that people can do that can probably bring a like a resistance band and just do a workout in their room. If, they, if, if yeah. weight training is, is there some body weight sort of things? Um, I'm, I'm sure, um, it's, you know, sometimes I find that it's best intentions when you're getting there and like, I'm going to work out. But if you're there for like a week, um, you know, it's easy to slide down that little scale saying, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it. The, I'll do it by the end of the week. And then it doesn't happen. But, but you're right though, Perry, is that, there are, like, if you can do something where, you know, maybe you're, you're doing one of, like, the, uh, so, like, last year, I was doing one of the Beachbody workouts, and everything was, I could get on my phone or on a computer, and we were staying at some of the resorts that had a nice space where I could easily get the workout in, in the room, and, and so, you definitely can do that, it's, you know, again, it's just a matter of planning, if, getting that type of workout's important. You want to make sure you're booking the right type of room. That's going to give you the space to do that because all rooms are not created equal. And I will say at Disney world, they definitely try to pack in as many rooms as possible, but there are some that have plenty of space for doing something like that. I've personally done it myself and it's worked out great, but you got to get those workouts in first thing in the morning before you go to the parks and burn yourself out and start (laughs) drinking and eating all the fantastic food. That's true. And there's a lot of, a lot of, I, I think, you know, I think with Disney, at least I've only been there really one time to experience a, a full, you know, days at the different parks. Uh, for as far as Disney, what, say that again. You need to come down and hang out with us. I do. That's it. that. Hillary and I were thinking of just talking about that earlier today. So I've only been there a few times. And that's the one thing I think that uh, Disney does let you do. It, it kind of. It brings your guard down. It, it it lets you just be stress free and be a kid, and it, you you can run and play, you know, and, and stuff like that. They and they, you know, be a kid. You you have sugar. You have cakes. You have, you know, if you're the adult kid, you have cocktails. You know, stuff like that. So and um, you'll you'll burn it off because again, you're walking so much. And that was really Walt's main idea: is he wanted you to leave the real world and any challenges and hurdles and stuff that's going on in your life. And he wanted to put you in a world where anything's possible and it doesn't matter your age. You're going to be a kid again and just enjoy all the things that he built. Oh, that's, that's good stuff. That's yeah. I got to, I've seen a few documentaries and it's like, man, you guys, well, before I get into, um, as I'm thinking here, wanting to get into maybe some food option stuff, how did you guys get into, Disney and and just wanting to become you know Disney travel experts and um and and even just starting the the Disney uh the 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 um, Disney Travel Secrets podcast and and things like that. What what got you into it? Was it just visiting the park so much? Or it was, I've got the actual timeline because <laughs> as we were bringing on new travel agents and wanted to work with us, I had to go back and I had to be able to tell them the story. <clears throat> and I can tell you that it started. And we've been going to Disney for years. We've lived in Florida. Um, I've been here for over 20 years. She moved out here about 14 years ago. 
And we started going little, we started our first place we started going to because we live in Tampa was Bush Gardens. And then we started venturing over to Disney. And because we were in the travel industry, even back then, we had some contacts with um, a particular hotel, the Waldorf Astoria. And so we got really good rates at Waldorf. So we were going to Disney and Waldorf is within the Disney bubble. It's on Disney property, but it didn't have, you know, it's not a Disney resort. So we started going more and more. We've been season pass holders for many more years than I can count, but everything really started back in the summer of 2015. It was her birthday. She was telling me about an app called Periscope, which was really the first, um, there was a live stream. Yeah. There was another one. I can't remember the name of it. Um, the little furry, furry animals that stand up. Um, what are those? <laughs> the meerkat. Meerkat. There's yeah. a meerkat. See, I knew there was a little <laughs> animal involved. Um, so we're sitting there at Hollywood Studios, and she has me download the app, and I turn the app on, and as soon as I did that, then on my phone, you know, you, we, you know, it turned on the video, and then people from all over the world started asking me questions. I'm like, how is this possible? And it's, it's kind of commonplace now, especially with Facebook Live. But back then, nobody was doing live video. We were one of the first to do it at Disney. So we got addicted to all these people saying, hey, when are you going back? So we started going back in 2015. We started going to Disney every single month. And it was to build that following, even though we were doing nothing with it. And it came around to uh, October of 2016, again, back at Hollywood Studios. And we said, well, what, what could we possibly do with this? You know, let's start a Facebook page at the very least. And so we came up with the name Disney Travel Secrets, but it was more of a concept because we thought, okay, there's no way that domain name is available. So let's pop it into GoDaddy and see what's close because that's what we wanted to tell everybody, our Disney Travel Secrets, being travel agents that go there all the time. So that was available and she bought it within like, you know, two minutes. Um, And then fast forward to March of 2017, and that's when we went to the Shalene Johnson event, you know, Marketing Impact Academy, where we met you. We, we knew we wanted to do a podcast, and I was not a podcast listener, but I knew it was a powerful medium you know, two years ago. You, obviously, people like you knew this many more years ago, or you know, way back before we did. Uh, we saw Pat Flynn. We were one of the first people to buy his course. We were actually the first of his students to get through the course and launch, and that was actually March of 2017. Our Disney sales started going through the roof. And in 2018, we decided to leave our franchise. But before we did, we were with a, a travel franchise. And before we did that, we said, we threw it out on one of our shows. Hey, Carrie and I are thinking about, you know, um, starting our own travel company, specifically for Disney. If you guys, you know, if anybody out there wants to work with us, just let us know. <clears throat> we got overwhelmed with responses. It, I thought we'd get five or 10 people, which was all we hoped for, and end up being, you know, 50 75, 125. And I said, okay, we can't handle that. (laughs) So we had to come up with our system. And in June 1st of last year, we launched Dream Builders Travel Group. And from June 1st till the end of the year, we brought on 50 travel agents. And we're now one of the top Disney agencies in the whole state of Florida. And you cannot throw a rock around Florida without hitting a Disney travel agent or Disney travel agency. Well, that makes sense, right? (laughs) Why wouldn't people? I mean, it's such a big attraction, but that's cool. That yeah, I mean, congratulations on all your success. And yeah, I mean, we realized that there was that Disney is probably the most profitable and loyal niche within the travel industry. Uh, We we sell everything. We 
what made our, our travel agency unique is we were not looking for people with travel experience. We wanted people that did not have travel experience, but they wanted to create maybe a second income and they had a passion for Disney. We knew we could train the rest. And so, yeah, we've had a, a crazy humbling amount of success by doing that. Wonderful. That's so cool. Man, I'm glad I'm glad I captured that story to, to share with people because um Well it, you know. it's so funny because I've told this because you know the first fifty people that we brought on, every single one of them heard that story. So I'm kinda of used to telling it, you know, I know that it was, you know, July twenty fifteen because it was her birthday, and then kind of the timeline uh leading up to you know two years ago when we met you. Yeah. That's really, really cool. And I, I so obviously you know People can call themselves, oh, I'm Disney expert, whatever. But obviously, we've got the right people on here to give us the insider tips. And uh, for, for those of you out there, and we'll, we'll probably give a plug to this at the end, too. But um, uh, if you're a podcast listener, which I'm assuming you are because you're listening to this. <laughs> I am, um, yes. <laughs> uh, Disney, tra- travels, Disney Travel Secrets is one to check out for sure. Uh, they, they make the show fun. And it, there are lots of great tips. And... I think a lot of times if you've never gone to Disney, it makes you want to go and figure out and strategize a way. And these two will definitely fi- help you figure out a way to make that trip happen uh, just about on any budget. So that's really, really cool. So l- let's talk about some other things that you might have it, uh, you know, somebody's going there. We talked about some of the fitness stuff. I'm sure there's like some biking stuff. Um but what about events? There's there's like some big running events or big workout yeah. events or something like that. What what happens down there? That I mean, a lot of people get fired up about it. Yeah. So they have these events called Run Disney, and you can go to rundisney.com and see when the next one is. What's kind of neat, though, is not everybody can afford to come down and do the actual Run Disney event. So they do virtual events as well throughout the year. Um, this is a great way for somebody who's a Disney fan to get involved. But they basically have four main events. One's going to be at the beginning of the year, in the beginning of January. They have the Half Princess Marathon, which is at the end of February. Then they usually have a Star Wars one and then one other one in the fall. And here's what I love about what Disney's done is there are a lot of people who they will set a goal. They've never done a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon, or even a marathon. And they'll say, you know what, I'm going to set a goal to do a half marathon. So they'll actually start training for it. But the whole end goal is to do it at a Disney marathon. And it's great because everything is taken care of. I mean, you pay your entry fee and, you know, when you complete it, but they add the Disney magic. So it's not, not only just doing that half marathon, but throughout you get to do some character meet and greet. Because you're, you're running through the parks. Yeah. And so you actually get to run through the parks. And then they have this thing, it's called the Dopey Challenge, which is if you do all of the races for that weekend. So there are a lot of people that do that. Um, one, you know, here's kind of our pro tip. If that is a goal or something you want to say, you know what? reward myself with the Disney trip and do a marathon. That would be awesome. Um, definitely go to run Disney, find out when you need to get registered, but then it's, you know, booking your, um, your hotel, your airfare, getting all that stuff done. And, you know, those are just some of like the little extra things, but it's kind of funny though. If you're ever there during a run Disney event, that's when you see the running trails are the busiest because everybody's up, you know, they're getting conditioned, they're yeah. practicing, they're staying in shape. Um, it's a great experience though. And nobody does it like Disney. That's for sure. Another thing to consider is that if you're not a runner and you do not want to, you know, participate in one of the run Disney events, that is a really good weekend to avoid going to Disney because it is (laughs) crazy busy. And we've had clients that 
they've been close to where they start the race and there's so many people that do it and, they, and you know, there's a capacity and they cut it off. There's so many people that do it. They start them in waves and to start those waves, which start at like five in the morning, they shoot off fireworks because there's so many people they can't use a starting gun. It's so big. So they shoot off fireworks. So <clears throat> of course they do. Why wouldn't they? I know, right? Yeah. So if you're if you're going there and you're not there for the Run Disney event and you're close to where the starting place is, you're going to be hearing, hearing fireworks at 5 a.m. All day long. Wow. those That's some really good tips to consider. I mean, not only the training and the conditioning for that uh, event, especially if you want to do all four of them. And I just, I was recently in a conversation, I can't remember who, but somebody that told me they were going down and doing all four events. But I would imagine there's some planning ahead quite a bit. Oh, yeah. on... You have to. You can't just show up and say, I want to do an event. Because like the Goofy Challenge is they have the 5K, the 10K, the half, and the full marathon yeah. in consecutive days. Yeah, it's consecutive days. You do all of them. That's and hardcore. It's, yeah. And that there is. are a lot of people that they, you know, they'll do a 5K, and they're not necessarily running. You know, they might jog for a little bit. They'll walk for a little bit. You know, they'll take a break, meet, you know, do one of the character meet and greets. Um, although there is kind of a, a maximum time. Yeah. They call, they call them sweepers. Sweepers. Yes. Yep. So they will have some people, especially when it gets to the half marathon and marathon where you have to maintain a minimum pace. Otherwise you get swept away and you have to leave. And the reason is they don't want too many people falling behind. Cause at some point, cause you're running through the parks. Yeah. They have to open the parks. Yeah, they have the to public. open the parks. <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> yeah. So they just can't have some people randomly running through the parks. It's like, you know, yeah, you're, ways you're not going to walk a half marathon because they're going to yeah. take you off the course. Yeah. But yeah. Those, those are pretty neat. I mean, Disney's done a great job of trying to appeal to that market. Um, I know that Disneyland for a while had them, but they've had so much construction that they kind of put a halt on them and they don't have the room and they just don't have the room, but those may pick up. And, and again, you can do the virtual ones and you get the medals and you know, you still can still do it. It's, Kind of cool experience. It's, what what do they do on, on the virtual one? What I mean, you're not on like so a treadmill or anything. You're just getting much, out and running somewhere. You just kind of do your own and say, I'm going to finish a half marathon between these dates. And so it's kind of, I'm going to assume it's a little bit on the honor system. Um, there's also... It's totally on the honor there are, system. <laughs> totally is. But there are also some different events that will benefit certain charities like Give Kids the World which is a great charity that helps kids. They fulfill wishes, like Make-A-Wish goes to their um, their facility a lot. And there are certain virtual running events that part of the proceeds of your entry fee will go towards that. Um, again, it's all kind of Disney uh, connected. So if somebody's interested in that, those would be some other opportunities to look into and get in shape while you're you know supporting a great cause. Wow. How cool. That's awesome. I, I, I knew that there were events. I didn't know how many there were. I didn't know if they were, if you were running up and down the tower of terror or something like that or whatever. So, yeah, nothing well, that yeah. cool. <laughs> but they also have, um, they have the star Wars marathon, which if you're a star Wars fan, I think they should call it the Kessel run. Hmm. Only a true star Wars fan is going to get that. You I didn't get it. I didn't get it. The Kessel run <laughs> in the original star Wars. Um, Han Solo is talking about the Millennium Falcon making the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs, whatever it was. And so the Kessel Run is like a, it's, it's something that they talk about in the original Star Wars. So. All right. Healthy eating. I know there's a, probably a lot of tips for, for stuff like that. And, and yeah. besides the healthy eating stuff and maybe places that, you know, op- options that maybe people can go to or, uh, or do or, 
um, maybe certain places, but I'd also love to hear what are some of your favorite, maybe non-healthy things that you've experienced there that are like, ah, oh, if you go to <laughs> Disney and, and you want to let, and you, you want to have that treat day, do this. We'll so, save those we'll, for the end. We'll yeah, save, we'll so save, we'll save those for the end because then people yeah. will. Yeah. We want to focus on healthy first. So, and so it's not, it's not just the healthy eating. It's if you have certain dietary restrictions, like what, if you're, <clears throat> if you need to eat, um, gluten-free, yeah, gluten-free, halal, kosher, um, you have allergies of any kind, any kind of food allergy, whether it's, you know, if you're allergic to peanuts or any of these things, um, you can tell that. And one of the things that the, the servers at the table service restaurants at every single Disney restaurant, they will ask you, do you have any food allergies? That's very, very important because, you know, if, if they're not asking that and something happens, then Disney gets a lot of bad press. <clears throat> but traditionally people that have those food allergies, they know and they're going to tell their server anyway. Yeah. So um, they're, Disney's um, really good about that. Mm-hmm. And, and they also know that people are eating healthier. You know, the keto diets are super popular right now. So you can kind of see how they shift their menus throughout the year. Um, the biggest thing is to be prepared before you go. Don't show up because we've all done where you're just hungry and you start getting hangry. So it's like, we're just going to go get hot dogs because they're right there. And so Disney has an app that you download and you can actually look at menus well in advance and know exactly what you're getting into. And so you should never be surprised and you do not need to go to the theme parks and feel like you have to have just chicken fingers and pizza and hamburgers because if there's anything I've noticed in the last few years is Disney has expanded their menus like crazy. I don't think there is a, a more, a, a wider variety of food and I would say probably anywhere on the planet than Walt Disney World. Yep. Not even the other Disney parks, but Walt Disney World in general, because you have <clears throat> 28 different resorts. You have, you know, the four parks and then dozens and dozens of restaurants at Disney Springs, which used to be downtown Disney. So it's a huge restaurant and shopping area. You cannot go to Disney under any kind of a dietary mm-hmm. restriction and not be able to find yeah. what you need. They even have food trucks at Disney Springs. Yeah, there's a lot of everything. And, you know, there's one of the things that we like to do. And, you know, I know when you go to Disney, you can get a Disney dining plan, which includes all your meals. And that's great. And it's convenient. But the portions are giant in general. So when we go to any of the restaurants, um, we always split an entree. And a couple of times we've even we've even split a kid's entree because the portions are still so big. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're you know, limiting the amount of calories you eat or anything like that, I would go ahead and just consider splitting as an option. But yeah, use that app. Look at those menus before you go and have a little bit of a, an understanding of what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's even a good tip if you're wanting to just save a little bit, you know, um, and knowing it, just knowing that the portion sizes are that big, you know, yeah. that uh, you can feed a couple of people on that, on that for uh, something to consider is that Disney. They allow you to bring your own food in. Mm-hmm. Oh, tell <clears> me <throat> so more about that. You can bring a cooler with your own food into the parks. Um, the, the biggest restriction is you can't bring glass containers. You can't bring alcohol. But if you have, you know, if you're like a vegetarian and you just want to bring bags of snacks, you know, carrots and celery and things like that, um, if you want to save money, in, in, not on necessarily a healthy scale, but you just don't want to buy food in the parks. You can pack your own sandwiches, chips, soda, bottles of water, and just bring it with you. 
Yeah. So it's, um, they're very, very uh, lenient. And they know that even if you're bringing your own food, you're spending, Disney knows how much you're going to spend on a vacation. They know if you don't spend it on food, you'll spend it on souvenirs mm-hmm. or you'll spend it at the resorts. So they are one of the most uh, accepting uh, theme parks when it comes to just bringing your own stuff in. Yeah. Wow. I figured they could probably bring some kind bars or something like that, but are people lugging around coolers? Talk about extra workout. We don't. We don't, but you'll see families with young kids and they'll have their stroller and you can see they have, usually it's a small cooler. You're not going to bring a big one with wheels and wheel that around because there's really no place to put it. Um, We brought in our own food before. A big one is breakfast. Yeah. Because if you don't eat at your resort, there aren't a lot of breakfast options in the park. And that's where you get caught going to the Starbucks and getting the muffin or getting something that's not so great for you. But just, you know, packing some um, nutrition bars or doing something like that. Some fresh fruit. Fresh fruit. Stuff mm-hmm. that is easy to do and just bring in with you. That, that is a great way to be a little healthier at the park and also save some money for sure. And if you want to grab something before you go to the park in your room because they have, you know, they're going to have a little mini fridge and stuff. <clears throat> That's the perfect time to make your beach body shake and make that your meal. And then you've got your nutrition and then you go to the parks. I always recommend, you know, have an apple or a banana or something that you can keep in the fridge, keep it cold and then put it, it doesn't have to be in a cooler, put it in a little day pack, a backpack, whatever you're going to carry. Because that way, you know, you're walking through the park and you're like, okay, I'm, you know, it's 10 AM. I'm really getting hungry. I don't want to have lunch yet. <clears throat> You know, grab a piece of fruit out of your bag, and then that'll keep you going. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but back and that, and maybe just uh, some raw almonds or something like that. That yeah, that yeah, really, exactly. and, and, yeah. That, that's a stand Anything uh, like that, just so you have something with you. Because if not, you're going to be tempted, especially if you have your kids. You're going to be tempted to, you know, jump in and you know grab a bag of popcorn or you know ice cream cones, stuff like that. But uh, you know, trail mates is another really, really good thing to bring with you when you're traveling to the parks. That makes sense. Well, you brought up another good point that I think is something I, I typically harp on. And my, my wife is so good about this, not just when we go to Disney, but when we go anywhere. Um, if she sees a store, she says, let's buy a case of water and we'll spend like $4 yes. on a case of water as opposed to spending four bucks a bottle, uh, at a, at a park. So, I mean, hydrating is definitely part of it. Um, any tips on that? Hydrating's huge. And one of the things a lot of people don't realize at Disney is let's say you forgot to bring your water bottle in is you can actually get free water and you can go to any of the counter service or what they call quick service restaurants and just ask for a glass of water and it's, they'll give it to you. It's ice water, um, it's usually about like maybe a 10 ounce cup, but you can get as many as you want and you can get them all free all day long. So if you forget, just pop in and say, Hey, I need a couple glasses of water because the Florida summers get really, really hot. You're walking a lot more than you think you are because once mm-hmm. you get those steps at the end of the day, you're like, did I really just walk that many miles? Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, a little pro tip is just go into any of those counter services <clears> and ask, <throat> ask for one of the free waters. And even in the winters down here, people forget to stay mm-hmm. hydrated. And even more importantly, because in the summer, it's kind of everybody does it, but in the winter, they don't. <clears throat> Pardon me. And that's make sure you're using sunscreen. Because even down here, and, and you know, when it's winter everywhere else, you're going to get sunburned down here. Mm-hmm. For those people that really, they are, I don't want to say fanatical about staying hydrated, but it's one of their, their really important things they want to do. Wear a camelback. 
you know, load up your camelback with ice water and just wear it through the parks. Um, and then you can also, again, go and get, you know, cups of ice water from the quick service restaurants. And keep in mind, Disney filters their water. They are fanatical about that. I mean, I have no qualms about filling up a water bottle at one of Disney drinking fountains. They're really, really good about that. That's good to know. Yeah, I was just kind of wondering about that because I know many people get creeped out about doing that uh, for whatever yeah. reason. And, um, you know, maybe the water's not filtered and you don't know. But, gosh, that's really, you know, they cut quite a system there, don't they? Oh, they do. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. But there are some of those really good places if you want to be unhealthy or treat yourself because you yeah, are. Yeah, so let's it. say, okay, I've been good. I've run this marathon. I'm really healthy. I stayed on track all day. And then it's like, man, I've heard about this from Robin Carey. I got to go and try the, what is it? Uh, well, I'll, I'll <laughs> I know which one that you're going to say. <laughs> we recently had done a tour of Grand Floridian with, uh, with our group of travel agents. And the chef from Victorian Alberts, which uh, I would encourage anybody to look up Victorian Alberts. It is the only AAA five diamond restaurant in all of central Florida. It is hands down the best restaurant to go to in central Florida. <laughs> so not just Disney. And for our tour group, a group of agents, the chef had made these little tiny, they were really tiny um, lobster sliders, like lobster salad. And I had never in my life, I love lobster I had never had lobster salad. And we tried these with our, with our group of agents. Um, and then like two days later, we were still on property. Our event was over and she was on the, my Disney experience app going through all the restaurants, trying to find out, trying okay, to find them. Like we got to get some more. These are good. Can we get these at the grand Floridian where we were and come to find out there's only one place you can get it on all of Disney property. And it's not just everywhere at grand Floridian. It is only the pool bar at grand Floridian. Yeah, who would have thought the pool bar, but it is amazing. And so we were there. Um, it was actually the MVP day for uh, it the Monday after Super Bowl Sunday. And uh, Tom Brady and Julian Edelman were there with the Patriots. They were staying um, at Polynesian, ironically. And no, the Grand Floridian. Oh, they were staying at yeah. Grand Floridian, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so we had to park somewhere else and then walk over to Grand Floridian and sit at the pool bar just to get those lobster sliders. Yeah, those were a real treat. Um, there's, I mean, there's so many great dishes that are there's some uh, ribs over at Morimoto Sushi, so Morimoto Asia. Morimoto Asia. Yes. Yeah. Um, they have some short ribs that are fantastic. You just get a half order. It's three ribs, and you will be so happy you try them. That's over in Disney Springs. Mm -hmm. Another one of our favorites that I think we hit almost every time is a place called Ample Hills, and it is over at Boardwalk. And so you know. The Morimoto Asia and Ample Hills, they're not even in the parks, but you can get some great food. And this place has ice cream, and they have one called Ooey Gooey Butter Cake. They yes. actually do their own cones, and so they're super fresh. They're really light. They have the waffle cone, but it's not like your traditional really thick and crunchy. It's really just soft and crispy. Um, that's one of our favorites if we want, like, a real treat. We'll get that and split it. For my birthday, we went to Canada. I went to La Cellier Steakhouse and had a filet mignon. It was the most amazing lunch I've ever had. Um, the filet was served on a bed of risotto, and the steak was cooked perfectly. perfectly. Uh, and that's at Epcot. And then also uh, in the Japan Pavilion over at Epcot, there's a teppanyaki steakhouse there. Where And here's one of our inside tips is <clears throat> the, the teppanyaki lunch or meals is typically 30 to 35 a person. And like we said, we share meals all the time. 
And we went there and asked them, said, is it okay if, if we just share a meal? And they do that. And so instead of spending 30 or 35 a person, we spent, I think it was 35 for, you know, just one and we split the meal. It was plenty of food. So don't be afraid to share meals at Disney. And that's one thing with the Disney dining plan, you're going to end up with too much food um, <laughs> unless you have, you know, growing teenage boys yeah, that just devour boys everything, get the dining get plan. The dining plan. Yeah, but there's so many places that are favorites. Those are some of like our top ones. Um, Disney comes out with seasonal treats. And so right, right now there's all these different ice cream cones that you can get that are um, kind of patterned after some of the characters or some of the storylines. And those rotate throughout the year. So if you haven't been to Disney in a while, you may want to check out some of the new treats. And what I would say is, you know what, just put like one maybe on your bucket list of, hey, on this trip, this is one I definitely want to try, like the famous Dole Whip. That's like one of the most famous. Or right now they have the the uh, the Hey Hi cone or Hey from Hey Mo- cone from Moana. from Moana. So they have that cone, and it's just you know it's it's something that's fun. It's different, and it's something you're not going to probably get on your next trip because it may go away. And I would say the most variety of food definitely Epcot because they have eleven different countries. And um, ironically enough, this week is the start of Flower and Garden Festival, which runs in, into May, and so whether it's flower and garden or food and wine, they have these kiosks and a lot of them have become permanent. Food is so good. And these are kiosks all around the world showcasing around Epcot where you can try food from all over the world. Yeah. We could go on and on, Perry, about oh all of the gosh. <laughs> well, let's go. Cool. That, that could be a whole nother it's, show. It's our favorite topic. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we've got episode three, four, five, and six coming uh, with you guys on here. Right? Sharing, sharing more insight and we'll break it down to... Country by country. 11, 11 shows with you guys. Um, oh, and I'll tell you, even some of the obscure places, like we like eating at Morocco, the Morocco Pavilion. It's just yeah. stuff and you they don't have some really see. healthy options there, too. They do. Yeah, good stuff. Wow, that's so cool. Well, I, I appreciate you guys for, for coming on here and sharing those. And, uh, you know, we, we got a lot for just about everybody. I mean, obviously, people go to Disney for, for, you know, pretty – conventional reasons of they want to get away and that they've always heard about it or there are some people who are just disney addicts they go religiously they get the oh, yeah. yearly pass and they and go all the time <laughs> so it's way that. cool so how how can people uh learn more about what it is that you guys are doing i know we have the uh the podcast and, and maybe we could share about about that maybe if somebody wants to book a disney trip with you or to learn more or even to get a you know a, any of your freebies out there that uh, they might want to just learn a little bit more about what you do. Sure. Well, the best place is at our podcast website, which is DisneyTravelSecrets.com. We have all of our podcasts on there, lots of tips, um, different things. We're coming out with a lot of new freebies this year, which is going to be pretty fun because there's this thing called Star Wars Galaxy Edge coming out, which is going to be totally crazy. So (laughs) we're excited about that. And then our um, travel agency, we have links on that website as well, but it's dreambuilderstravelgroup.com. And the best way really is just to reach out to us. Um, Rob at Disney Disney travel secrets.com is the easiest way because a lot of people misspell carry. And yeah, and we're full service travel agency. So we can, we can do everything from not just Disneyland, Disney world, but also Disney cruise line and any other cruise line. But, you know, usually a lot of people and those that are probably listening to this episode are going to be wanting to get their Disney fix. And that's what we're here to help you do. Another thing that sets our agency apart is we also own our own apparel company. So we do custom Disney shirts for a lot of our clients, whether it's 
uh, the button shirts, the birthday button, the anniversary Family reunion shirts. And, the, and so that's what another thing that sets us apart is that we can custom make um, t-shirts, hats, apparel, anything that people want. Because I've never in my life, and if anybody can call me on this, I've never seen any other place in the world where people wear more either matching shirts or Disney-related theme shirts. And a lot of it is not the stuff you buy in the parks. It's the stuff, you know, they go to Etsy or the other places, and they want to design their own shirts. And that's something we do for our clients as well. Oh, that's way cool. Man, so you guys have a lot to say. I will put links in the show notes for everybody uh, here so you can get to get to those things. Obviously, going to your podcast app is another way to just go and search for uh, Disney Travel Secrets. Yeah. Boom, that's the way I did it. Um, I have a few episodes to catch up on, but the ones I've gotten, it's it's really, really pretty cool. And so let, let me ask you this. Uh, for you guys, and maybe there's a short answer for this, hopefully, um, <laughs> What makes Disney uh, the happiest place on earth for you guys? You know what it is. is I think, <laughs> that's, that's okay. I will say it's a very good question. It is. It's a very good question. And for me, and it's what I hear back from clients and from their trips, and it really is a place where everybody can escape the world that their everyday to day life is. And so when people walk through those doors or as soon as they go through that entrance, they are in a different bubble and it really is a bubble. And so everything is kind of left behind and everybody is there for one thing and that is to just smile. Mm-hmm. And that, that to me is what makes it so magical. It's something that's so different. I've never ever been to any other park, any other destination where I feel like I left and we're there all the time. We go there and I still feel like. Every oh, time, every time we left. pass through that arch, <laughs> we've taken this picture, you know, 500 times. I'm like, oh, oh, do you want to get a picture of that? She's like, you know, we have that picture in like <laughs> 500 other places. Um, another thing is, it, is that Disney's been around so long <clears throat> that it's not just people that grew up, you know, back when I did going to Disney. It's now, you know, they went as a little kid and they had that feeling. And now they come back as adults and they bring their kids and the same feeling returns but now they get to experience with their kids and Disney has been around so long that now it goes down to the grandkids. And I can tell you the grandparents love taking their grandkids probably more than probably more. (laughs) And so also if you, if you love culture and not just Epcot itself, but if you want to see people from every walk of life, every religion from every single country in the world, you'll see them all at Disney and it's, we'll we'll walk around and we're hearing all these different accents. I'm like, wow, where do you think they're from? Yeah, it's pretty cool. But, it's, you know, across the language barrier, there's just a common feeling. And that's, you know, people, when they go to Disney, they just say, I'm home. Hmm. And when you're a Disney Vacation Club member, those people are trained to know who the DVC members are. And so they don't say, hey, how you doing? They just say, welcome home. And so they've created a culture. They've created um, a marketing juggernaut that no one has ever been able to accomplish and no one ever will you know it's all because of you know walt disney you know back in the 20s you know 1928 steamboat willie and he went bankrupt and he couldn't have given up um, his idea for disneyland in the early 50s before it launched nobody had ever done it and so many of us you know i was never alive you know when disneyland first opened uh, i was alive when disney world opened in 71 but it's a way it's another way, again, like we said, to travel back in time and 
as an adult, whether you're a parent or a grandparent, it's you can relive your childhood through your kids and grandkids. So it's just, no one's ever been able to do that. Yeah. They've certainly, they've certainly got a package there. And that's the one thing I, I, I noticed when I went there too, is it was the, the attention to detail everything yeah. from the, from the wrought yeah. iron fences to the attendance at the hotel and asking just going above and beyond it always seemed and if you felt you know maybe there was an accommodation or something you were a little flustered or whatever they had a way of flipping it around to like we'll, we'll make it work for you and so exactly. they diffuse the situation yeah, yeah, exactly it, <laughs> so it, Walt, Walt Disney regardless of what period of time you look at his career he was always decades ahead of everybody else yeah. and you know, he surrounded himself with great people and he's created something that obviously is living way beyond him. And I think people identify with that as well. A lot of people weren't even alive, you know, when Walt was, you know, he, he passed away actually, ironically <clears throat> enough, he passed away about 12 months after I was born. But going to Disney as often as we do, and all these people that are you know, Disney fanatics, you feel a, a, like a kindred spirit with Walt. Like you almost feel like you know him. And every time you know, Disney makes some kind of a change in any of the Facebook groups, oh, well, I think Walt would think this, or I think Walt would think this. Everybody feels like they know Walt, even though many people were not alive you know, when he was. That's so cool. Yeah. The place just sends chills down my spine. I can see, um, it, like, I've only been there once or twice um, in a very short time um, back in the <clears throat> 80s. But to see you guys go there a lot and still you feel and that. You need to come down. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no, definitely. And Hillary and I are like, well, it is coming upon spring break. Yeah, that seems like a logical time to visit a park. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Come down in September. We'll show you a good time. It'll still yeah. be warm. Yes. Really warm. So I appreciate you two for coming on, for sharing uh, your insights uh, on how people can stay healthy and fit, have fun, uh, get some events in, and some tips on just making the most of your Disney experience. Thank you so much for coming on the Power Blast Thank podcast. Thank you for having us, Thank you. It's, it's been an honor, and I will say, let's do it again. Right on. Right on. Well, that was absolutely fantastic. Learned so many great things about going to Walt Disney World, staying on track. I'm going to pop some links in the show notes for you so you can visit um, their their website at DisneyTravelSecrets.com. Uh, link up with their podcast and enjoy and share that show. It is really, really, really very well done. Uh, they just had that really cool, awesome dynamic. And it's Disney, right? And so I appreciate you for coming on here today and being a subscriber and sharing this episode. And if you get in your podcast app and can give an honest rating or review, that would absolutely rock. And hey, you know what? If you're looking for uh, some great ideas on just making the most of a fit start to your day and maybe just taking on getting getting things going, you're, you're free to email me at perrytinsley at gmail.com. Or you can go over and download one of my cheat sheets at myfitstart.com. You can download that and uh, take in all of the things. It kind of addresses some of the great things to just kickstart your day, uh, get momentum, and be able to not only address mindset sort of things, but healthy eating and fitness sort of things. So you can go to myfitstart.com, download that free cheat sheet. It's all yours. And, man, I so appreciate you. That's all I have for this 
show today. And remember, it's never too late. We'll see you next week, people. <laughs>